0: four verses this afternoon. Alma, I do want to express thank you for your kindnesses to us. We just carried a huge basket to our car, Uh, our poor car. I mean, it was loaded. It took two of us carrying it out there. Thank you for those gifts to us. And then another small bag that was, was there as well. Thank you. And for your prayers this week. We will go home feeling blessed to have been here, to have made 100 new friends, or whatever it is. And uh, I didn't get all of your names, but I want to take that list of names and pray for you uh, in the near future here, to at least for a bit of time, that God would just continue to work in your life. Luke chapter 17, verses 1 through 4. Then said he unto the disciples, it is impossible, but that offenses will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and he cast into the sea, than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him, and if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. My closing message to you is dealing with offenses that come. Because the devil does not like to see this church go to any higher ground. And so it would be a disappointment for Us, But it would be disappointment for God to see this church fold up in the next year. But it's possible if we don't deal with offenses that come. And so we don't like to talk about offending each other. But the scripture says it's impossible that offenses. It is impossible but that offenses will come. Why? Because we're human. Let's be real and say that we are people who get under some people's nerves, on some people's nerves. There's different kinds of difficult people, annoyers that are like sandpaper to us. Well, what are we going to do with the sandpaper people, the know-it-all people, the people who interrupt us, the people who are excessive talkers, and they just annoy us? I mean, we're not like that, are we? What are we going to do with the people that are overly emotional? And they're moody and they're unpredictable and they're dramatic. Well, are we going to to deal with them in a a Christian way? What are we going to do with each other when we're kind of needy? We We cling to each other and, well, we kind of demand that somebody give us the attention. And... We're in crisis. What about those that their word doesn't quite hold out like they said? And they said they were going to do this, but they didn't quite do it from from our perspective. Or they kind of take advantage of people or they're, they're just ones that violate boundaries with people. What about those that are negative and critical and they control us with their criticism or they control us with their insensitivity it is impossible but that offenses will come so what do we do with that scripture says make sure you're not the offender make sure that you're walking circumspectly that you are aware of how you may be impacting people. Make sure that you're not the one that wants the power and the control in the church. Or the one that's jealous or envious of someone else. Or one that has held unforgiveness long enough that everybody knows that you have a grudge against somebody in the church. God forbid. Or maybe you're the one that stirs up and it's a gang up on somebody mentality. These aren't pleasant things to think about, but it's reality. This happens because we're still human. Now when there's a conflict in a church, we weep over the divisions that come. We also should learn that this is a test and that this is something that can make us stronger. Just like in a marriage when there's a difficulty. This can make a marriage stronger. Because you know where the other person is at. You know what really set them off. And you can draw closer to that person or closer to God through that conflict. If you get hurt, if you get offended, I want you to ask yourself a couple questions. Was there intentional hurt inflicted? Some people walk out of churches because they think somebody meant them and it really wasn't them. It was somebody else or some other situation. It was not meant to hurt. Was there intentional hurt? Secondly, does the person that you think hurt you know that they hurt you? And then is it a legitimate offense? Or could it be that I just was having a bad day? Could it be that our personalities are different and they were coming from a different perspective than I and there was not an intentional offense? He says here, seven times in a day, if someone comes to you and asks for forgiveness, forgive. I'm going to give you a list of attitudes. And I'm going to pack it real tight this afternoon. You're not going to be here long, but here's the list. Attitudes to cultivate. One, humility. Brothers and sisters, pride gets in there just like water gets into sand. It seeps in. We don't even know we have it sometimes. Just like I don't know whether I have bad breath or not, but you can sure tell me whether I have bad breath, and you can tell me whether I'm proud or not. So the devil wants to use that pride. Be humble. Be humble. Be free from anger churches split not because of differences of opinion but because of anger in the expression of the opinion. People remember the difference in how you presented it did you present it in a loving way and say this is just truly how I feel or did you express it with anger. Anger is a roadblock to good relationships and an angry person ruins so much in a church. Differences of opinion are not wrong, but anger over those differences is. Number three, be a true witness. Don't say half-truths about somebody. Say the whole truth. And I want to encourage you as a congregation, when you see a good thing in a person's life, go tell them that you see a good thing in their life. When you've heard a word about them, somebody else says, that person really knows how to lead singing. Go to them and say, hey, I heard someone express that you're a good song leader. For the honor and glory of God, I pass it on to you. Do you know what that does? We all need encouragement. That boosts us. That helps us to realize there's people that are noticing and is for God's glory. Reject sowing discord. Number five, be a promoter of peace. Number six, go the second mile. Seven, be easily entreated. Accept counsel when somebody comes to you. Don't take up an offense if somebody comes and says something that could benefit your life in a significant way. (coughs) Give others the benefit of the doubt brothers and sisters the devil does not want this church to get to higher ground he doesn't want Christians to go beyond where they are he wants to take them the other direction Jesus warned it's impossible that offenses but that offenses will come but woe unto him through whom they come it's better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. If he repent, forgive him. If he trespass against thee seven times in a day and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. Is that packed tight enough? Do you know what I'm saying? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this week of meetings and this time together. I thank you for the opportunity to grow. But we know that offenses will come, misunderstandings will come. Lord, help us to take those to you when we have been offended and when we can clearly express to the other person without anger in our voice how they've hurt us, I pray that there be healing. Forgive us for those things like critical spirits, judgmental spirits, selfishness, those things that have have destroyed brotherhood. We pray, God, right now, a hedge of protection on this congregation of people. that Right now, you would just again remind them that you cherish them and that they are your bride and that you want to take them to new ground, new opportunities. And Lord, I just pray that each one would do their part That this church would stand for your glory, not for any persons, but for your glory. The Bible says the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And we pray that it would not prevail against McDowell Mennonite Church. I thank you, Father, for each person, for their soul. And I just pray that we'd care for each other. We all are weak, but we all have the privilege of being a part of the church. Bless his congregation in Jesus' name. Amen. And help carry the vision of the church. We're not by ourselves. And then extend the church by inviting others, which you you have done so well at. Jesus gave himself for the church. What will you and I give for the church? Of Jesus Christ, first of all, but for the local body, that it can be what it should be here in this community. Let's stand together for prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this group of people. And I thank you for this week and the time of fellowship and of opening your word. Your word is powerful. And Lord, it has has spoken to us. I pray that Satan would be bound in our lives and that we'd be able to go on to higher ground. Thank you for the teachings that we've looked at this week of Jesus from the book of Luke. There's many, many more there. Help us to be faithful in searching the scripture. That's where there will be strength. God without Bible reading and prayer, we're really disassociating with you. So we need that discipline. Bless the leadership here. I pray that you would give them patience and courage, boldness, clarity. And Lord, that we would all be able to see uh, the steps that you want us to take. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We will pray for you, that God will bless you, and keep you, and use you. Till we meet again, let's pray for each other. God.